the New Jersey Devils demolished the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena once again, and they're starting to rack up the points, and we're seeing production all throughout the lineup. What do I mean by that? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member Trey Matthews. And for the second time this season, the New Jersey Devils went into the Motor City, and they were able to run the Detroit Red Wings out of their own rank. This time, they beat them by a score of 5-1. to one. Now, going into this matchup, I had a lot of confidence in the New Jersey Devils just because... I felt as though this was a matchup that fell into their favor. I know the Detroit Red Wings going into this game had won three of their last four. However, when looking at the Atlantic Division and seeing where the Detroit Red Wings currently stack up, they have 39 points this season. Now, I get this might be a little unfair on their end, but for the sake of argument and just for the sake of making a point, if we were to plug them into the Metropolitan Division, they would only be four points ahead of the Philadelphia Flyers and they would still be below the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, I, like I said, I, I had a lot of faith in this matchup for the New Jersey Devils to come away with the win, and they did so. And also, uh, when this episode goes live, they're going to have another game at home at the Prudential Center against the St. Louis Blues, and Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly are both sidelined with injury. They're currently on the injury reserve list. So I think that's another matchup that falls into the favor of the New Jersey Devils. And if they're able to win two in a row, then they have a lot of momentum going their way against their big matchup against the New York Rangers on Saturday. So this was a much-needed win for them, and it builds up some cushion in the Metropolitan Division in regards to where the New Jersey Devils are currently stacked up. We'll talk about that a little later in the episode. We'll talk about it in the final segment. So to begin this episode, let's start with the slow start to period number one. Now, Going into this matchup, uh, like I said, this was a uh, this was a game that fell into the favor of the New Jersey Devils. So I didn't expect for them to bring their A game. It was one of the few times in a long time that I could say that the New Jersey Devils didn't need to bring their absolute best game to the table just because, like I said, the Detroit Red Wings didn't strike fear into me. So I expect to see the same thing against the St. Louis Blues. I think when you're playing back-to-back games, you kind of want to conserve your energy. And in this case, it works into the favor of the New Jersey Devils playing two games that fall into your favor. So when they got off to that slow start in period number one, I wasn't the least bit concerned. It's a little frustrating at times, especially when they're not really getting a lot of good looks. And especially if it seems like Jack Hughes is doing all the work and just doing his best to try to either draw a penalty or create some sort of offense for New Jersey Devils, I still said, okay, they'll pick it up in period number two. Because like I said uh, a a few episodes ago, the New Jersey Devils are 18-0-1 when leading after the second period. So if they're able to keep the Detroit Red Wings in their tracks and also find some sort of momentum to take the lead, then I think the New Jersey Devils were going to walk away with the win. Now, The two big stories in this game was the overall production of Alexander Holtz and the underrated impact of Dougie Hamilton. So 
We'll first talk about Alexander Holtz because he was the bigger story. So here's the thing. Here's what I saw from Alexander Holtz. Similar to a lot of his teammates, he got off to a slow start in the game because in period number one, it seemed like he was still skating with cylinders on his skates. It felt like he was out of position, felt like he was always so slow. And the thing about Alexander Holtz is that he is more vital than people realize because when Nathan Basham went down with his injury, we needed some more depth. We need some more scoring options. And when Alexander Holtz is not providing that or when he's very slow, it really does show in, in the overall production work for the New Jersey Devils. So getting Alexander Holtz going was a must. And it, it was just a matter of time before Alexander Holtz had a big game like tonight because he was able to walk away with a goal and also an assist. So it was his first multi-point game of his young career. So he, what does this mean for Alexander Holtz? Because the past couple episodes when Jersey Joe was on, we talked about Alexander Holtz potentially being a trade pawn. I talked about how I, I haven't really given up on Alexander Holtz, but at the same time, he does need to step up his game because how much longer can we continue to wait for him? So the thing about uh, this game for Alexander Holtz, you don't want to uh, overreact, but at the same time, you don't want to underreact. So this was a great game for, for Alexander Holtz. And, I want to give him uh, credit where credit is due. But at the same time, I, similar to Mackenzie Blackwood, he needs to show that consistency. Because remember, in period number one, we were raving about how bad he was, how out of position he was, how he doesn't belong at the NHL level at this point of his career. But he was able to flip the switch come period number three, the final period of regulation, when he was able to set up Michael McLeod on a beautiful pass attempt. And then he was able to get a good goal himself on an absolute sniper. So that's the thing we want to see from Alexander Holtz moving forward because he is much more vital than people realize because he adds that overall depth. And I think in this game, you saw more product production from our bottom six than we've seen in a good while. And that's one of the things that was dearly missed about Nathan Bastion. So uh, the thing is, is like we need to find a way to get our bottom six going because like I said just moments ago, we can't just rely on Jack Hughes to create all the offense. We can't rely on Nico Keisher to always be clutch. We can't rely on Jesper Brad to have a good night all the time either, because it's just like, yes, those are our three best players, but we can't just heavily re rely on them game after game after game. And especially in that game against the Carolina Hurricanes, who was the one doing all the scoring. It was those three players that I just listed. So I want to see more production up and down the lineup, especially on our bottom six and it starts with Alexander Holtz trying to get more consistent and just having more nights like this. Now, I'm not expecting for him to obviously uh, be a point-per-game player, but having games like this once in a while can be super beneficial for the New Jersey Devils, and we saw it in this game. Because when was the last time we could say that the New Jersey Devils won by a good margin? So, and, and like I said, it comes from our bottom six because Alexander Holtz had a hand in two of our five goals this evening. So that's why I want to see from Alexander Holtz moving forward. So we're going to talk about Dougie Hamilton and his overall phenomenal production momentarily. But first, I want you guys to make some extra cash. So you have to head over to BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest, easy way to get all your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And now, 
You guys need to start eating healthier because I know a lot of your New Year's resolutions is to lose weight. So you need to start with Built Bar. So looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of that fat and calories. You got to try a Built Bar. Uh, we we through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a lot healthier this year, like I just mentioned. So you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think that they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I have no idea how Built Bar does it, but somehow, someway, it's only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to, around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head over to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. So Built Bar, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Okay, so we need to talk about Dougie Hamilton because who was the one that got the party started for the New Jersey Devils? It was Mr. Dougie Hamilton. So the thing about Dougie Hamilton is, and I will talk about his overall game momentarily, but I always talk about our baby big three. I talk about Jesper Brad. I talk about Nico Keisha. I talk about Jack Hughes, but we really don't talk a lot about Dougie Hamilton, but he's having a phenomenal year. So going into the year, the main talking point was, can Dougie Hamilton rebound from his facial fracture that he suffered last year that sidelined him for a couple months? And the answer to that is a resounding yes, because Dougie Hamilton this season has appeared in 38 games. He has nine goals, 24 assists for a grand total of 33 points, and he has a plus-minus of plus 14. Now, like every other player, he does have his fair share of struggles. Sometimes he can cause uh, turnovers. Sometimes he does look a little lost in the defensive side of things. But the name of the game in the modern NHL is looking for a defenseman that can provide a lot of offensive production. And Dougie Hamilton certainly brings that to the table for the New Jersey Devils. And we should be very grateful that we got Dougie Hamilton on our roster, on our top four defensive pairing, because Dougie Hamilton, once again, he was able to get a power play goal. And it didn't take too long for the New Jersey Devils to capitalize on their power play opportunities. So in this matchup, they were able to net two power play goals and Dougie Hamilton had a hand in both of them. So like I said, Dougie Hamilton was able to score thanks to the assist from Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. And then uh, happy birthday to Nico Heischer at the time of this recording. So what a way to celebrate your birthday. You get a win and you also get a goal. But who was the one who shot it into that area and uh, Nico Heischer had the redirect? It was Dougie Hamilton. So Dougie Hamilton has had a very uh, impactful year for the New Jersey Devils. And we need to start giving him more credit because he can definitely be one of the big reasons why the New Jersey Devils uh, end up being a success as the year goes on. So that's what I want uh, people to take note of for Dougie Hamilton and his overall production. And now when looking at some other great production work from the New Jersey Devils, let's talk about Jack Hughes because Jack Hughes, like I said earlier this episode, he was trying to create offense for his team. So in period number one, I talked about the lethargic start for the New Jersey Devils, but the one of the few players to not uh, come out the gate slow was Jack Hughes because you see him just trying to create a lot of grade A chances. You see him try to draw a lot of penalties and then, uh, later on this game, he had one of uh, the weirdest goals I think we're going to see all season because he was below the goal line 
and yet he was able to find the back of the net. And how did he do it? Well, he was able to just redirect the puck off the stick of Suter, who plays for the Detroit Red Wings. So Suter essentially scored it on his own net. So that's pretty embarrassing. But Jack Hughes, just uh, he's playing chess while the uh, Detroit Red Wings are playing checkers. So Jack Hughes had a very smart play right there. And also VTech Vancheck. So I stuck around for post game when the game aired on TNT. And a lot of people were discussing, like, uh, what, what's going to happen to the goalie situation for New Jersey Devils? Is it going to be Mackenzie Blackwood? Is it going to be VTech Vancheck? Similar to what we've been talking about on the show, I still wholeheartedly believe that I haven't given up on Mackenzie Blackwood, but I think if the New Jersey Devils want any chance of success, it has to go to VTech Vancheck because VTech Vancheck was so close to getting a shutout in this game. Unfortunately, Brendan Smith got, once again, a very dumb penalty. And as a result, late in the game, the Detroit Red Wings were able to get a power play goal. So there's that. But Vancheck was so close and he was on the brink of a shutout. But during the course of this game, he saw 33 shots and he was able to save 32 of them. So that's the one thing I, I love seeing from VTech Vancheck. It seems like that he always uh, knows how to make the big saves. He knows how to keep the New Jersey Devils in the game. And like I said, in period number one, the New Jersey Devils got outshot. In fact, they got outshot for the entirety of this game. But who's the one who's styming the uh, Detroit Red Wings? It's VTech Vancheck in between the pipes. So this was overall a collective great effort from the New Jersey Devils because you got production from our top six and Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. You're getting production from our blue line, someone like Dougie Hamilton. Great net minding from VTech Vancheck. And our bottom six is once again providing that offensive spark that so desperately has been missed ever since Nathan Basham went down with an injury. And that's with Alexander Holtz. And I want to give credit to Michael McLeod for scoring that goal because even though Alexander Holtz and Miles Wood had the setup, it was Michael McLeod who was able to find the back of the net. Now, here's the one thing I have for Lindy Ruff. So I, I'm all for when he switches up the lineup and just tries to create something new. But I I don't agree why he continues to start Kevin Ball because Kevin Ball, like, I'm not trying to discredit him in his overall production, but the last few games, Kevin Ball hasn't really, like, been there for the New Jersey Devils because in period number one, am I crazy? Or did I see Miles Wood basically play defense because Kevin Ball was too slow to get back and try to stop uh, the Detroit Red Wings on the attack? So that's what I just kind of noticed from Kevin Ball right there, but maybe I'm just overstepping it a little bit. But anyway, the, like I said, in this matchup, this is what I want to see from the New Jersey Devils. This is why I saw during their 13-game win streak. So production all up and down their lineup, great goaltending, and overall just a great effort against a team that they should be beating. So in the month of January, the New Jersey Devils are currently sitting second in the Metropolitan Division. We all know that. But I think the time is nearing where the New Jersey Devils are starting to play meaningful games because – What's this something that we've been talking about in this episode and episodes prior? We've been talking about how tight the Metropolitan Division is. So if you're watching on YouTube and if you look on the screen, you see how close it is. So I'll say it. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes currently have 56 points. The New Jersey Devils now have 51. The New York Rangers have 48. The Washington Capitals also have 48. Islanders with 46. Penguins with 44. Philadelphia and Columbus are pretty much out of the picture, so we're not going to worry about them. But overall... Uh, the New Jersey Devils were able to get within uh, five points of the Carolina Hurricanes, who lost their most recent matchup. Their next game is going to come today against the Nashville Predators. So we'll see how that goes. But 
the New Jersey Devils, once again, have another game that they're capable of winning, and that's against the St. Louis Blues, especially with Tarasenko and O'Reilly not suiting up in the matchup due to them being on the IR. So I think the New Jersey Devils, once again, can start building that cushion and just try to regain control of the Metropolitan Division. Now, their main priority is obviously not to finish first in the Metro, but it's to make the playoffs. But I think they're starting to play meaningful games right now. So this is what I wanted to see like at the beginning of the year. And this was a question that a lot of people had, which was, are the New Jersey Devils, are they going to start playing meaningful games? I think they're starting to do so because I said that the previous two games were must wins for them. So they were able to get the win against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was big. They were able to walk away with two points. Then they send the Carolina Hurricanes into a shootout and they're able to walk away with one point. So, okay, they collect three points over the past two games. And now they finally get back into the win column by being the Detroit Red Wings. And now they got the St. Louis Blues and then they got the New York Rangers. So they're starting to play meaningful games because Games like this start to add up, and they got to start playing better at home. So like Jersey Joe said when he first uh, uh, appeared on the show uh, this week during our two-part crossover, he said that uh, teams are bound to go on a struggle, and he's glad that it happened to the Devils during the month of December. So I think from now until the end of the year, we're going to see a much better Devils team because they did go through their slump. They played one of their, I think, their hardest part of the schedule during the course of this season. And I said in uh, my post-game recap after they lost to the Hurricanes, I think they're out of the woods for right now. But now it's just like, can they play 500 hockey the rest of the way through? Because that's all they need if they want to get back into the playoffs. So I don't want to be one of those teams where the Devils uh, basically won 13 games in a row, and now they're infamous for missing the playoffs. So I said those past two games were crucial, and now they're playing meaningful games of hockey there's going to be another challenge against the new york rangers on saturday but i think they could come away with the win so like we do with every post game recap we're going to look at the final stats and then i'm going to give the devils a letter grade so the devils shots on goal category they were outshot 33 to 27 so once again uh the new jersey devils have only lost one game in regulation in which uh they were outshot and came away on on the losing end so Throughout the entirety of this year, when the New Jersey Devils get outshot, it doesn't mean they're going to lose the game, which is pretty weird. I think the record is 6-1-1. One, and one. So that's pretty impressive if you ask me. Face-off percentage, 61% to 39% in favor of the Detroit Red Wings. Now, someone stupidly tweeted at Amanda Stein saying that face-offs don't matter, they don't need it, or it's not that vital. Um, how do you think the New Jersey Devils scored – uh, their power play goal so quickly from Dougie Hamilton. It was off the faceoff. And that's how you that's how you score quickly and that's how you set up your offense. So whoever said that uh, winning faceoffs isn't that important, I'm not sure if you're serious or if you're trolling, but if you're trolling, you gave me a good laugh. So faceoffs are essential. Unfortunately, the Devils didn't win in this department. And I think uh, they're being extra cautious with Nico Heischer because we saw Thomas Tatar uh, do the face-off. We didn't see Nico Heischer uh, do his first face-off until period number two off of Dougie Hamilton's goal during the power play opportunity for the Devils. So I think, um, like I said, uh, and I think a few people can vouch for me in this case, I think they're just trying to be extra cautious with Nico Heischer on a back-to-back -back because I think he was questionable going into the game. He did uh, skip a practice for maintenance, so we'll see what happens, but I think Nico Heischer is fine. But like I said, People are going to start targeting him, and he could be prone to injury. But digressing a little bit, 
Power play, Devils were two for three. Red Wings were one for two. Hits, 18 to 17 in favor of the Red Wings. Blocks, dead even, 13 apiece. Giveaways, Devils led that department four to one. So if I had to give a letter grade for New Jersey Devils, I'm going to give them I'm going to give them an A minus. They they played an overall great game. I, I docked a couple points just because they were outshot at the same time. Like I said, just because the Devils are outshot this season, it doesn't result in a loss more times than not. So they were able to walk away with the victory, and they they were on the road, and they have I think one of the best road records in the entire NHL because I think they've only lost two games in regulation while playing on the road uh, that they did lose in OT to the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. But digressing a little bit, uh, the New Jersey Devils, they maintained their great production uh, on the road. And we and once again, this was reminiscent over what they did during the 13-game win streak, which is you get production from your top six, you get production from your bottom six. Your defense is also providing some good production work, and also uh, your goalie is putting up one hell of an effort. So that's what I want to see going forward. And I think that's what we're going to see uh, the Devils start to do, which is these games start to become more meaningful because they start to add up. So a lot of you were wondering, will the New Jersey Devils uh, play meaningful games when the year is halfway done? And I think they're starting to do so. So uh, tip of the cap for Devils in this game against the Detroit Red Wings. Now let's keep it going against the St. Louis Blues so that way they can prepare themselves for the New York Rangers. So Devils get an A- in this game. And uh, let me know what you guys think. What did you think about the overall game? What did you think about the overall production up and down our lineup? And what do you want to see moving forward from the New Jersey Devils? Now, as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. I will be at the Prudential Center tomorrow. Once again, covering the game. I have two games remaining. So I have the St. Louis Blues game. And then I got the New York Rangers game. And then I have to go back to school. But As for right now, I'm enjoying my time at the Prudential Center. So if you see me around, don't be afraid to say hi. And as for today's episode, once again, I'll catch you guys in the next one.